Good morning, good morning, and happy new year. We are back in the studio, a brand new year, 2019, to kick off for the Beauty Boss Show. So excited to be back in the chair, and hope you guys had a wonderful holiday. I know that I did. And, I mean, 2019, can you believe it, like, just popped up? out of nowhere and here we are like 2018 went by so fast lots of changes lots of new new things that happen in my life and I'm sure in all of your lives as well um, I did get married in 2018 so going into 2019 um, happily married Beauty Boss Show is growing, and we are also kicking off a new year with amazing artists and educators, phenomenal people that are going to be on the show the next few weeks that you are not going to want to miss a show. If you have Alexa or you have a something that you can set it in your planner, set it on a timer, but every Monday at 10 a.m. Central Time, you want to tune into Vinyl Draft Radio and tune into the Beauty Boss Show because it is going to be a rocking year. I'm super excited. So today to kick off the beginning and the first show for the new year of 2019, joining me today is Miss Rebecca Taylor. Good morning. Good I'm morning. Happy to be here. Oh my gosh. I am so happy that you could join us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Girl, I can not say enough about you because you are a rock star. Oh, geez. Well, thanks. Yeah. No, I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't be more excited than to have you on the first uh, the first episode of the Beauty Boss Show for 2019 because, I mean, we're all about bosses in the industry. And, Love that. Uh, and girl, you're, you're right up there. And so let's talk a little bit about, because I know that you've got over 600,000 followers on your social media. Nutty. Isn't that crazy? Nutty, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> never that, thought that would happen. Never thought that would happen. So let's let's find out a little bit about you. So, I mean, did your childhood, did you know that you were going to start off doing hair? Well, uh, not at the time. I, I actually went to school for marketing and got my degree in that and just was not cut out for corporate America in any way, shape, or form. I just, I don't like conforming in general, yeah. but when I was a kid, my mom sold Avon, so I always had these little, the tiny little lipsticks, and I always had the little Barbie, like, bust thing, uh, where I would yeah. do her hair. <laughs> I guess I, looking back, I somehow had it ingrained in me, but oh, nobody yeah. in my family did it, um, or, you know, was in the beauty industry, mm-hmm. um, and I just kind of fell into it. Uh, I, I can't even remember that moment, that aha moment. It must have been when I started school, so I was like, hey, I'm actually really good at this. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the rest is history. But no, not really as a kid. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Do most little girls do that? I, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. I mean, I started playing, like started doing hair at like four years old. I mean, it started from the oh, get go. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was like my mom would tell me, stop cutting on your Barbie dolls and stop putting the makeup. And I'm just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so for everybody, it's a different journey. So that's amazing. Yeah. So you began um, your journey started in the hair industry in like 2005, correct? Around around there. Okay. I've, I've been doing hair 15 years, so about that. 2004, 2005, I think just beginning in 2005, I started um, 
you know, being licensed and I worked at a Regis first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was a receptionist at that Regis while I was in school, had two jobs, you know, hustled, did what I had to do. And then it hit the floor around 2000, the beginning of 2005. So it's the only thing I've stuck with for 15 years straight. It's the only thing that, I mean, I know this is my calling. I absolutely love it. I can't imagine doing anything else wow. in any other industry. Wow. So at that time, did you know, did you have a goal that you were aiming for? Or did you really know where you were going to be in the next 10, 15 years at that time? Well, because I spent all that damn money on like college for my degree, I had so I was like, eyes deep into, you know, student debt. So I said, if I'm going to go, if I'm not going to do this, and I know this isn't making me happy, I'm going to go back to school for a year, which I got a grant, which is it's silly to me. I paid all this money to go to college and then ended up getting a grant to go back to school for for uh, cosmetology. I wow. said, if I'm going to, you know, detour like this, it's got to be really, really good. And I've got to, you know, put my nose to the, what is that saying? Grindstone or something. I don't even know what a grindstone is, but I got to <laughs> like buckle down and do this. Yeah. And I started, I, I was on the dean's list the first uh, semester which I was never, I never, never had a natural aptitude to be really good. You know, um, I don't know. Test taking gave me anxiety, that kind of stuff. Right. It was the first thing I ever did where I'm like, I'm going to be so damn good at it that I'm not going to ever second guess going back to school and racking up all this money in student loans and all this kind of stuff. So instantly I knew I, I was really interested in it. I did really well at it. I took chances. And as far as like knowing how, in the world, would I ever get to where I'm, you know, what I'm doing now and where I'm at now? I I read a book in 2008 called The Secret. I don't know. Mm. I, I mean, Oprah blew it up. It yep. was everywhere. Yep. Um, it really switched my, my pattern of thinking because at first I was, you know, full of self-doubt and like every single client I would stress over, like, what if they don't like it? What if I screw up? Whatever. And then in 2008, I just had this whole mental shift where everything I was going to do one way or the other, I was going to get through it and it was going to be awesome. And it just changed my whole way of thinking. And, and at that point I knew anything was possible if I just busted my, my butt basically. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you think, you know, and, and I kind of want to like get on on that because I'm a book reader too. And and I love books. And Mm -hmm. sometimes in our industry, people think that you only should read books that pertain to our industry. But I find that, self-care and self-motivating motivational books like you mentioned the secret are actually Mm -hmm. what shifts that makes that shift for us rather than something that's specific for our industry absolutely i have a a shelf i have i mean i have hundreds and hundreds of self-help books i don't know if that makes me a a project or whatever i just feel like (laughs) When you get comfortable and, you know, what was working for me in 2008 when I read The Secret, not working for me now at almost 40, you know, like uh, 10 years later, 11 years later. So, you know, I've had to keep up with it. And right now my my go-to is by, uh, let's see, Jen Sincero, You're a Badass, and she has a whole series of books. But this is my new secret. I love that book. And it has nothing to do with the industry. And it's changing me for the better. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's really important. Yes. So you're a badass. I've read that book three times and I actually lent it out to somebody. (laughs) Like, I'm ready to read it again. (laughs) It's so good. She's on my podcast. I'm watching her YouTube when I'm at the gym. I've got like every damn book that she has in her series. And I think I have two of the yellow one, You're a Badass. It's just my mantra right now. And 
you know, we all slip up and it's not like I'm, you know, to a T following everything she's saying, but it's definitely, you know, when you read it, you just absorb, you know, that person's way of thinking. And if it's a positive influence on you, you're just going to, you know, just because you're reading it, you're going to start making different choices and have a different mindset. So, yeah, I think it's really important to keep up with stuff, especially in our industry, because Mm -hmm. we're basing everything we're doing on what we're capable of. So you can't, it's not like another job where you're, you know, I, I don't know, it's it's different because everything that you're doing is is contained in you. And you, you might have a boss, you might work for a salon or a chain or whatever the case is, but it's still because of what you produce mentally and physically and technically and everything. So you have to keep up on all kinds of things so you don't get in a negative headspace or doubt yourself or whatever right. the case is. So I'm a huge advocate of self-help books, probably oh. to the point where it looks like I have a problem if you look at my, my shelf. <laughs> It's crazy. I love it. I love it. So not be- a control. <laughs> so because of this, you also found that, you know, because I, I'm hearing how you really do a lot of, you know, dig deep within yourself. And so because mm. of that, that also has drove you to become passionate about education and inspiring and motivating others in our industry as well. So you develop the hairstylist education forum. Yes. Which I, I don't even remember. Maybe four and a half, five years ago, I wow. think is when it came to be. And we're almost at, we're at 151,000 stylists and it's a private group. So you have to be, you don't just, you know, it's not just a free for all. You have to be yes. accepted into the group. And we have to verify that you're licensed or in school. So that kind of, the education forum, and yes, I'm very passionate about education, probably the thing I'm most passionate about after only two years out of school. Um, I started working for Joyco as an educator and, you know, seven years with them and then on to the next brand and so on and so forth. And now it's more independent. And then I have partnerships with, with different brands. But educa- uh, the Hairstyles Education Forum is I don't even know where to start with it. It's absolutely amazing. People have started their independent education career from mm-hmm. that exposure in the group. It's mm-hmm. allowed me to um, like sell out independent tours across the United States. And if it weren't for that, or if it weren't for that platform on Facebook and what I have on Instagram, there'd be no way that, that I would ever be able to do that. So mm-hmm. independent education is very important to me and it is it is alive and well, it's happening, it's thriving currently, you know, so just because you don't work for a brand, I think it's important to have background education. I think it's important to know how to speak. Um, Absolutely. Public speaking is huge. You got to know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because you have a following, I think I read a meme about this recently, just because you have the following um, doesn't mean you necessarily have the skill set or the the knowing of, you know, that way to speak or how to educate or how to relay information. So yeah. you got to have some sort of basis on, you know, being an educator. But once you get that, whether it be through a manufacturer or just, you know, school of hard knocks, or if you have something valuable to share, I, just, I think education is where it's at. If you have something to share, by all means, like inspire somebody, show somebody how to do something that's you know, lacking or wanting more education is absolutely my passion. I could go on and on, but what's that? Because I know you have other questions. <laughs> no, I love it because, you know, I'm I'm really big on education. I think that, um, for one, you know, sometimes in our industry, you have people, like you said, you know, just because you have a huge following doesn't mean that you necessarily have 
the background to back you up, you know, to, to stand in front and facilitate, you know, to others and give the right information in order to be an authority in, in the industry, you've got to have a firm foundation and which coming from brands is, is a great foundation to start off. It's just like you mentioned, you know, you started off at Regis. Regis, Mm -hmm. you know, they had like their, their platform when people came in, you know, to start working Mm -hmm. for them where they had the proper training and everything before you got out on the floor. That's where some of that in our industry, we went through this, you know, you, you saw it kind of go up and down, up and down. There's always a shift in our industry. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it had to do with education because there was like, a setback and a lack of education. And now exactly. where, where we're at right now, it is booming, it's growing. And especially that you see a lot more independent because you get mm-hmm. free reign on how you facilitate, which is great because not saying anything bad about brands, but you had a structure that you had to go by. And as you know, exactly. being an, an educator, not everybody learns the same way and at the same pace. <laughs> So being able to have that full reign, you're able to dig deeper when it comes to education and being able to pour out your heart and soul for others to grab it and run with it. Would you agree? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. And, you know, there is something to be said for brand education. Like I said, I wouldn't have the background to know certain things about public speaking and how to, like you said, facilitate a class and relay information. But I was feeling too boxed in. I was feeling like I couldn't talk about anything except that particular technique that I was supposed to share and I couldn't deviate from it and I couldn't put my own spin on it and I couldn't use the verbiage that I wanted to use that I know would resonate more with people because what resonates with me, you know, I I feel like if if something's clicking for me and I can't relay that information in the way that I want, that that was just not working for me at all whatsoever. So, um, yeah, I feel like independent education, everything has its place. And I'm not talking badly, like you said, about, Mm-mm. you know, brand or manufacturer right. education. Right. Um, for instance, like now, I would take anything I can get. I love brand education. I like independent education. I like it all. It just depends on that particular educator's way to connect with you and way to share information. So, like you said, the inter- the industry is constantly changing and there's no shortage of diversity out there if you want different forms of education and information so it's all out there for the taking there's so many talented artists and so many brands that there's again there's no shortage at all that's right that's right so coming up you are probably wanting to know what drove rebecca into social media and how she markets and what are some of her strategies that takes her to the next level coming up next Welcome back to this week's edition of the Beauty Boss Show. It's the launch of 2019, a brand new boss kind of year. We are excited to be here with Vinyl Draft Radio in the studio. I hope you are excited about this year because this year on the Beauty Boss Show, we've got some 
amazing guests coming up over the next several weeks. And I just I I'm like, I I have like this this gut like feeling like it's just like with overjoy because I just can't believe some of the artists that are going to be on the show the next several weeks that is just going to knock your socks off or boots or Converse or whatever, <laughs> whatever your choice is. Slippers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it is so exciting. And to launch today, we have none other than Miss Rebecca Taylor. And I'm just, I'm, I just can't stop smiling because I'm so excited. And I love the first segment of the show. I mean, that was like, spoke from the heart. And, you know, I always, I love being able to, you know, when I can resonate with my guests, because we see eye to eye, it's like, we can just bounce off of each other. And it's, it's, it's amazing. And I know that I love that the, the audience can feel that too. And when you've got that energy, what better way to start off a Monday, motivational Monday than to be tuning into the Beauty Boss show? I mean, it's just, it's a given, it's a given. So everyone you know, like we talked about earlier, you've got over 600,000 followers on Instagram. Your, I mean, your color scheme on your Instagram page is just like, I can like just keep scrolling through because the colors are phenomenal. Um, your you. work is phenomenal. It's, it's amazing. But one of the biggest things is that I'm coming across is whether they're new to our industry or their seasoned stylists, whoever they are, or even salon owners, educators, whoever it is. And one of their biggest things is it's fascinating how much social media has grown over the last several years. I mean, because you're talking to someone who, you know, my first phone, you know, was just with a black background with the red numbers on it so there wasn't even Mm -hmm. anything close to a smartphone now you've got everything in the palm of your hand that works almost like a laptop basically Mm -hmm. and being able to have that access and the apps and everything for social media is so easy so before it was I was paying thousands of dollars for marketing and you know newspaper prints and magazines and all of that for marketing where now it's all social media and Mm -hmm. you have taken that to the next level when it comes to social media and following when it comes to the beauty industry so what would you say is your biggest your probably the biggest gem that you can hand out there that drives you when it comes to social media marketing that is so tough because it for me, it was a heck of a process. It's been a good, solid decade of just evolving through social media and not knowing what the heck I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, started from MySpace and started marketing locally. Um, at the time, I just was at a, a suite. You know, I just rented a booth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that that sort of opened up more possibilities and, you know, an influx of clients that caused me to own a salon. And then MySpace went to Facebook and then Facebook went to Instagram. So it's been a heck of a learning curve for me because at the time there were there was really no one to, you know, base what you're doing off of. There was no one to emulate. Like at the time, my really good friend, Guy Tang, I mean, we all know he's he's a hell of a pioneer when it comes to social media and branding mm-hmm. and just the independent stylist movement. So he, you know, definitely kind of when it came to Instagram, gave me some tips about, you know, the continuity of my page and just, you know, keep it 
uh, branded and that kind of thing because I didn't know what I was doing. So this has been a long, long journey. And even to this day, I don't even know if what I'm doing is working out. I mean, I just want to be completely real. I just, I want to, the, the one pearl I guess I could give um, or the gem or whatever is to always be as authentic as you possibly can yes. because there is no shortage of amazing artists and amazing work. If you scroll your feed every day, there's something that blows you away, like right. 10 somethings that'll blow you away. Right. So there's no shortage because of, you know, um, I think social media is lent to educating people too. You know, you may not go in person to a class, but the things people are sharing online through their videos or YouTube or whatever, um, Silas, just the skill level is just, ramped up I feel like just oh yeah there's no shortage of you know like getting information from everywhere so the only thing that's going to really set you apart is your message um and just being as consistent as possible and being as authentic as you possibly can because you know like I said you see so many stylists that either focus on fashion color or uh, bright vivids and that kind of thing or you see loads and loads of people that do amazing balayage looks and natural colors. So there's no shortage of people that are just dominating their category in the industry. But the one thing that sets them apart is how they speak to the people that are giving their time to them. You know, they're, yeah. I, don't, I don't like to necessarily call them like followers or whatever, but the people that are investing their time and energy into you and your page, the one thing that's going to differentiate you is, is how you make them feel and what you share and what you offer and your authenticity. So that's the one thing that I can say that's going to for sure make you stand out. No one can duplicate your personality and your message. Nobody. Uh, absolutely. So that's the one thing. And, you know, to speak on that, because that was one of the things that even drove me to you is because you, you're speaking on authenticity and you even were like, down to the, I mean, real, where you even shared Too your, well, but, but I love that because that it's so true. Everyone is a different person and mm-hmm. you even broke it down to where you're even sharing your weight loss journey mm-hmm. and things of, 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 you know, you and your, and your personal life, like you're, you're sharing that you're, you're just as real as the person next next to you, you know, and just as real I as a person who's who's you following you. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you can it, it's almost like someone can reach out and, and speak with you on a regular, you know, at a personal level because you're Absolutely. that authentic. And that's what the industry needs, because we went through that kind of cycle where it was a lot of competition and, mm-hmm. and people, there was a lot of battling going back and forth, back and forth. And, and, you know, I kind of viewed that. And now we're coming back to building that community again within our industry. And I think mm-hmm. it's because people are, are letting their true selves come to the light and being authentic. And, and that's what it's all about. Um, I when, agree. Yeah. So with that being said, um, how are some of the ways that you see, because I, I mean, you just shared it, you answered my next question, do you believe in helping mm-hmm. others along the way? And you already answered that. How do you, what are some of the, some of the uh, hot tips that you could give to people that when it comes to social media on, you know, because I'm a firm believer in leaders raise up other leaders. Mm-hmm. What are some hot tips on that when it comes to social media? So social media is 
oh gosh, this, this is the hot topic of the freaking, you know, last five years. Like, mm-hmm. how do you, well, first of all, you can't just wake up one day and expect for it to all be laid out for you. And right. when it is, and you have a boo ton of followers, what is that even going to translate to in your real life, in your day to day? Really nothing, you know, because there's a, another meme. I'm like talking in memes today, but, you know, you can't translate that follower account to your bank account or the opportunity right. you have or whatever. It's right. not synonymous. So you have to, in my opinion, is it's about making um, and building strong relationships and use social media to connect with people in your industry to give you actual opportunities. And don't let that follower count or that number get to your head because it's not, you know, while it gives you a ton of opportunities as far as like opening the door to make the connections, if you don't do that, then you have nothing. It's just a follower count. Right. Um, I think it has to be more of substance. So as far as like building a following, you could have an image for whatever reason, go viral and you could wake up to five, 10, whatever, a thousand extra followers or whatever. But it's really not about the count so much as it is about the quality of what you're posting and your content mm-hmm. being, you know, either helping someone in the industry, whether it be educational or motivational or whatever the case is. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough one. That's kind of a, like just a weird, you know, it's just a weird topic because mm-hmm. a lot of people have a lot of different, um, you know, takes on social media yeah. and they take it, you know, some people think of it just as strictly marketing and they don't, you know, feel the need or, or want to overshare. I, I'm an oversharer. Like yeah. you said, clearly yeah. I am. Yeah. But it's, it's easier for me because you have to identify, I guess, what, if we're going to take it to a marketing point of view, you do have to identify your brand because if you're all over the place and you haven't identified what message you're even trying to relay, then it's going to be hard for someone connect, to connect with you. So you have to figure out what it is you're trying to um, convey to the people that are following you. So um, identifying whether not you're going to be like a balayage specialist specialist and that's what you're going to do or fashion color or a little bit of both or whatever it is you have Mm -hmm. to just figure out if you can define your story and you know bring some clarity about the message you're trying to put out there into the world and that's hard you know even now i'll be completely honest i have time struggling with social media because when i get too in my head about what i'm going to create and what i'm going to post and then for some reason with analytics well First of all, the analytics with social media are all over the place right now. With Instagram, right. it's up, it's down, it's, you get lost in the algorithm. It's just been crazy. So to hinge all of your creative energy and your self-worth and all of that about the engagement on a post is going to drive you completely crazy. Yeah. So I've had to kind of deviate away from the way of thinking, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, is this going to get a great response online? And that makes you, like I said, it makes you crazy. So now I'm kind of going back to what triggered all of this for me is just doing the kind of work that makes me creatively fulfilled. It makes my models and my clients feel amazing. And, you know, if you get a good response, you get a good response. If you don't, you don't. That's just the, the, the luck of a draw, I guess. Right. But just to get in your own head is just going to be the worst spot you can be in with social media. So just do what is creatively fulfilling for you. And then whatever will be, will be. That's honestly it. Just make sure your images are on point. That's something that you definitely can control. You can make sure that your imagery is really clean. You can research, um, go on YouTube about, you know, either more of a high-res DSLR camera or using your, I've used the iPhone uh, portrait feature forever since it came out. Um, It's just about making your images solid. That's the one thing you can control. And then as far as 
you creating the imagery, that's all on you and your creative process. So it, getting in a healthy mindset yeah. and not worrying about, you know, like all about followers and analytics, that's going to be where you're going to create your best work and put it out there for people. And it's just the, it's the creative process. It's a cycle. So you're going to be sometimes, you know, getting all these likes and hearts and comments and you'll be on top of the world. And then you're going to post something that you like that gets bupkis and you're going to be like, Oh, this sucks. So it's just a matter of staying mentally strong and happy with what you're doing. That's, that's the best advice that I can give. I wish I had a, you know, I know there's other people, um, other artists out there. Jamie C is one of them, pretty little ombre. She's so like tight on her marketing and she has probably strategies that she writes out and like weekly, monthly, whatever planners. I'm not that kind of artist because I'm too uh, sporadic. I'm too like all over the place. So I just post when when I create and I don't have a, a monthly or a weekly planner. So there's different kinds of ways to do things. People are type A, people are type B, right, right brain, left brain, just depends on what works for you. But at the, at the core of all of it, I feel like authenticity, this is going to be the word of the day, authenticity is what resonates most with people. And then obviously, you know, showing work that inspires people. So those two things are, I think, at the crux of whatever is going to make you successful online. That's the best advice I can give. Because I, like I said, it's still not a struggle necessarily, but it's still something that I at times go up and down with mentally and emotionally. And I just want to do things and put things out there for the right reasons. That's I love the best that. thing I can, best I love advice that. I can give. I love it. I love it. Do you feel overwhelmed at times? Sure. <laughs> especially when it, books. especially when it comes to, you know, with the social, because I know that, you know, like you said, you create your content um, and you kind of create it just as it, as it goes, you don't have like a set, you know how like some people, they really follow down to the analytics and they, you know, really, um, follow like, oh, you know, I only post, I post every morning between 6am and Mm 7am or, you know, every evening between the hours of 7pm and 9pm and they follow it. Yeah. Follow it to a T and, and, you know, but you, just kind of, hey, I put it out there. If they see it, they see it. Great. You know, mm-hmm. if it gets a good response, great. But do you find because I know that you tend to answer a lot, you know, when people are commenting and stuff, you do make the time to answer back to some I of the try. yeah to your followers does that get overwhelming at times, you know, with doing so or do you set a set a time? time aside mm-hmm. for that you know what I'm saying I'm, like yeah I totally know what you're saying and I don't I because I'm more or less self-employed I am um and I don't take clients and I do have a studio but it's not the I when I owned a salon in Florida it was I had a set schedule I worked those days between those times and I knew what was going to be you know I, I had more structure to my to my day my mm-hmm. average day what I'm doing now with you know so many so many things, I guess, just, you know, different brand affiliations and education and traveling. I don't have like a nine to five or, or any sort of structure. And, and I don't even structure my days as a self-employed person. I am on social media a, a fair amount, you know, when I'm not teaching or traveling or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I just, I get to it when I get to it and I try to answer as much as I can. I still feel like, you know, I could do better. I always feel like I could do better, but that's that little voice in my, in the back of my head saying like, Oh, you're not doing enough or whatever. I try to, you know, I try to, you know, give credit where it's due when I'm putting my all into something, 
but still, I, I think everybody has that little voice, like, you're not doing enough, you're not doing, you know, what you should be doing. But right. to be completely honest with you, when it comes to being like, uh, when you're talking about being overwhelmed, I'm, I don't even know if I've ever said this to anybody or on an interview or whatever, but honestly, I feel like once you've attained something in the industry, whether it be followers or, um, I don't know, maybe you're in the public eye a little bit more industry-wide or wise, um, once you've achieved something, I think it's almost more stressful than when you're trying to achieve something. Because when I was coming up the last 10 years and putting myself out there, I just would put it out there and, and you don't know what's going to happen. It's the big unknown. Like, is this right. post going to, you know, what's going to happen? You don't, I never knew that I would have 600 something thousand followers. I never knew that I would be traveling and doing all this stuff. I never knew exactly what this would all lead to. So it is more stressful now once I've achieved some things to try to hang on to that relevancy or that whatever we're at, you know, whatever I'm doing right now, it's harder to hang on to that than it is coming up to try to achieve that. Right. So there's definitely, uh, you know, a fair amount of mental that goes that goes along with once you've achieved something. Yeah. So at this point, I'm in a good spot. You know, it's like a ebb and flow. You know, sometimes you're you're super critical. And sometimes you're, oh, I'm, I'm exactly where I should be. But at this point, and I guess, you know, it has to do with what you were saying too, the new year, you have a fresh start, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I want to be grateful for what I have and not for, you know, all these goals that I'm trying to attain. So it's just, you know, it's a, it's a day-to-day thing. And right. uh, I just, I, I put in as much effort and time as I can to reply to people because if they took the time to reply to me, obviously I want to reciprocate. And as far as uh, coming up with new work or, or whatever, I just I just want to do, like I said, what feels good, what is pushing me outside of my comfort zone, what is making me grow and evolve, and whatever is going to happen as a result of that is going to happen. That's, you know, I don't have any control over that for the most part. Awesome. Do you have a strategy that's in place with over whether it be for 2019 or the next few years to come on, you know, you're building your brand, your, your name is your, is is your brand. Do you have a strategy in place for that? Um, As far as like an overall blanket strategy about where my brand's going to go, that again, my whole brand is just, I don't, I really don't know. I wish I had like a little blurb to give you. I have my bio, (laughs) but as far as my brand goes, what you see is what you get with my brand. But as Love far it. as like goals, um, goals, I have so many goals. I mean, I, I feel like that's important, especially when you have so many different opportunities and avenues in this industry. Right. But I just want to continue, um, you know, partnering with Redkin. Uh, that for me was like a dream partnership. I used this. This is the first line I ever used. So being creative colorist for them, got so many opportunities coming up through education and mm-hmm. Um, you know, product development and that kind of thing. And then my own brand, Trillion Tones, the line that I've partnered with, that is nuts. I never thought that I would have my name on a product line and be traveling all over the world for that. So we have multiple, like at least 30 um, international events coming up with that. And I think I'm just going to try to keep my head on straight for 2019. I think that's my best strategy (laughs) is to just keep doing things that, you know, make me feel good, that make the people around me feel good. And, you know, my strategy is a very um, evolving one. Nothing set in in stone. So I'm just going to try to be 
uh, I don't know, just try to be men- mentally ha- happy and healthy and keep doing the work. More self-care. <laughs> yeah, More self-care. Exactly. Absolutely. So coming up next here where Rebecca is going next and how can you find her and possibly even book her for an upcoming class? Welcome back to the Beauty Boss Show here in the studios of Vinyl Draft Radio. We are speaking again to start off the new year and the first show of the new year with Miss Rebecca Taylor. Hello again. Oh, fun, by the way. oh, good, good. We always have a we always have a blast in here. I mean, I always tell people, you know, when people come into the studio, sometimes they're a little nervous and they're like, "Oh my gosh," you know, I have butterflies, and I'm like, "Girl, we're having conversations. That's all we're having. It's yeah, all conversations, exactly. and it's and it's fun. It's fun." Um, but you know, when the beauty, beauty ball show launched um, last year in November, and had no idea where where it was going to go, but. Coming into 2019, I mean, we are like really going to kick butt this year because it's all about bringing a community together in our industry Mm -hmm. and taking it to the next level. And so I'm just so excited, you know, to have people like you and others that are going to be joining me on the show and build up, like take the whole beauty industry to a whole other level. I'm just, I'm so excited. I love love it. (laughs) So Rebecca, we were talking right before I I loved the previous, you know, the first segment, we were talking a little bit about you, where it all started, um, how you got started into the industry. You know, you, you start, you thought you were going to go straight into marketing Uh and nonetheless turned it into something, you know, totally different and, totally a rock star beauty boss for sure (laughs) and now you know the previous segment we were speaking on you know strategy and your content and creating content but your biggest um thing that you could that you could express to listeners was being authentic and being real just you know just not you know not even thinking about it you know just being authentic. And you know, mm-hmm. I have to say that most of the people that I follow on social media and that have the higher numbers, they're actually the ones that are authentic, that they don't even think about it. They don't even realize mm-hmm. like, you know, unless you tell them they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, my numbers are that high and I didn't even by the time I blinked my eye, there it was, but that wasn't even what I was going for." And mm-hmm. I think that 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 alone is what sets people apart because of the fact that no one wants an actor. They want someone yeah. that's real. They want someone yeah. that's relatable. And especially when it comes to this industry, that's what we need is someone that that is within arm's reach and that is relatable. And that's where you're at right there is authenticity. Yeah. I I tr- I don't I want to say I try, but I actually don't try. The more I curate or try to curate something, whether it be my brand or what I post, the worse it is. So I don't even right. really have to try. You know, I just try to. I don't know if I, if I try anything, I just want to uh, put what what I'm going through, my mood, what I have to share, whether it's a high, a low, whatever it is, uh-huh. uh, and put it out there. That's it. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's easier too. Oh yeah. It, it, 
Well, there's that whole that, you know, that whole saying is when you're trying too hard, it's almost Uh like it takes more energy when you're trying too hard. Absolutely. You'll, you'll overthink it to death. And I can, I can be an overthinker or like super analytical and I have to stop myself from doing that. But when it comes to content or what I choose to put out there, uh, I cannot overthink that because you'll second guess yourself and then probably not even post it or it's become so convoluted from the original reason you thought it would be a good idea to post. So yeah. for me, the best is just to let it out like exactly how it is as organic as possible. <laughs> I, I love it. It's not trouble sometimes, but I definitely use like some colorful language and I try to, you know, write things down or caption things as I would, you know, say them. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely use some, some colorful language every now and again. I don't, but it, it serves me well. It's, you know, nothing has, has missed an opportunity because of that or I haven't missed an opportunity. So, right. I don't know. It, I am who I am. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, you mentioned right before we uh, took a break on the previous segment um, that you were, you know, you had some some projects in place right now. Mm-hmm. And so can you kind of give, um, let the listeners know, like what what are some of the things that you're working on this year and what we can expect over the next, you know, year or two or next few years? Sure. So. Uh, one of the things I mentioned is my partnership with uh, Redkin as being their creative colorist. We have tons of uh, different events coming up, hands-on workshops, I think some things at the uh, uh, the exchange in New York, uh, just tons of stuff with Redkin, and I'll definitely post about that. Uh, secondly, um, Trillion Tones, the color line, the signature color line that I've partnered with and developed. We've got so many international events coming up with them, lots of education, and we have uh, plans uh, for it to go into U.S. distribution around September. So that's a big deal. Oh, wow. And then the thing I'm, I know, that's huge. Oh, my God. I don't even know yeah. where to go with that. So yeah. That's, that's a big thing. Um, and the thing I think I'm most focused on right now is um, I'm doing a tour, a U.S. tour. I think it might go uh, a little bit international. I think I've got Australia and a couple other international spots, but mostly for the, the states. And it's going to be called Get Lifted. And it's not only going to be, it's not um, necessarily pertaining to just lightning. Like, I really want to take all of this energy that I put into reading self-help books and trying to do work on myself mentally. And, you know, a lot of the trial and error and a lot of the stuff we talked about with social media, I kind of want to package that up into a digestible, easy-to-understand class that's going to really motivate and inspire people and hopefully make sure they're not going to be super critical and a lot of the pitfalls that I've fell into I want to share with with stylists so I don't know to where they don't have to really go through that and they know the things um you know they can take the steps necessary to help them grow with stylists and people even and I'm really working on on an awesome format you know because I just want to take all these all these little things that I've learned and just condense it down and into a really awesome class. So I'm working on that and I'll be posting all this stuff on, on my social media as it gets confirmed. Awesome. So is that going to be launching in 2019 or possibly into 2020? The tour that it's pretty much going to be uh, a 2019 tour and I'm going to be posting the dates within the next month. So dates and locations. And we're, we're at, I think 10 or 12 cities nationwide so it's going to be i've tried to plan it to where even if you're not in that particular state it's not a far drive so i want to 
uh, cast a wide net when it comes to places that I'm going to go and people that can hopefully attend. So I'll be posting all the dates and locations the next month for that. Awesome. Awesome. So what can um, some of your followers or people who are huge fans that have attended your classes previously, what can they expect and see over the next year in 2019? Oh, geez. Well, other than all the stuff I just mentioned, I think that's going to keep me pretty busy. Um, Everything that I'm going to do, of course, I'm going to put out there on social media. So if I'm doing any events or or anything like that, you you know, I'm an open book. So whatever is happening or going to happen, you're going to know about it um, through social media, through Instagram, through Facebook. Uh, We have another project too called HEF Academy. So HEF stands for Hairstylist Education Forum. And that was that large Facebook group that we mentioned in the earlier segment. Mm -hmm. So that sort of um, compartmentalized into more of a a private independent education group that you can pay to register for. And it's more or less like, you know, people or artists are creating Patreon accounts where it's like premium education versus what they're just getting or what they're putting out there on their Instagram. So this is a subgroup to Hairstyles Education Forum. It's $30 a month, $300 for the year, but we have weekly educators. So um, that, there's a lot going on with that. That link's in my bio. So it's hard. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't even know where to go. I have to <laughs> rattle off all the things that are that are on my to-do list. But yeah. all of it will be put out there on social media for sure. Well, it sounds like everything is education, education, education. And yeah. I cannot stress enough how important that is. I tell stylists all the time, even if it means, you know, to chunk a certain percentage each week out of what you're doing and chunk it away and don't even touch it. But a portion, you know, we we set aside for inventory and we set aside for marketing. We set aside for all the there also has to be a certain percentage that's set aside for education. You want to grow. If you want to grow, education is the way to go for sure. So we definitely, definitely, I can't stress it enough. So it sounds like you're, that's where you're headed. And that is what's important for every stylist, whether it be behind the chair, salon owners, you're, you know, wherever you're at, it definitely is the way to go. So super excited about your year, Rebecca. It sounds yeah. like you are going to be a busy, a busy beauty boss this year. <laughs> I am. If all goes right. Yeah, I want to stay busy. Yeah. So <laughs> if you are tuning in and you have not joined the uh, Hairstylist Education Forum yet, like she said, it's a private um a private group that's on Facebook. Uh, you do have to answer a few questions because I signed up myself. And I love mm-hmm. that because not just not anybody can go in there, which is really great. It, it keeps it yeah. keeps the um, I don't want to say trolls, but it kind of is what it is. But well, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you but, don't want to be given all this information. No, absolutely. And especially you know? to people who aren't licensed, because that can yeah. happen, too. So um, I definitely agree with I love the format on how it, people are accepted. Um, they have, you know, very specific questions and you have to answer them. And I think that that's great. So if you haven't joined the group, make sure to check that out on Facebook. Also, uh, Rebecca, let them know where they can find you, whether it be, uh, you know, website, your social media, where can they find you? Um, I guess the, just the, the main place and everything is, is linked out from there would be my Instagram. 
and that's Rebecca Taylor Hair. Try to keep it real simple. Um, <laughs> you can find me there if you have any questions. I check my DMs. I answer as much as I possibly can. So if you have any questions about anything or want to know about the tour dates or product lines that I'm working with, that's that's where it's at. That's where it's, that's the hot ticket. Oh. <laughs> the last like five years. Yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. And also, you do have a page on face on Facebook as well, correct? Uh, well. Not, I mean, I other than the hairstyles education forum, I'm not super active on Facebook. My personal page, yeah. um, I don't really do much with. So, like like you mentioned, the uh, the hairstyles education forum, and then if you want the premium Facebook group where you where we just broadcast tons of live information and education where you can interact, that link is in my Instagram bio. So again, everything goes back to my Instagram. Into Instagram, kind of yeah, awesome. off or not feed off, but like veer off from there and and find the different resources. Awesome. Awesome. So Rebecca, any hot tips or famous last words or anything that you would like to give to the audience today before we go? It's always sad when, when we have to go, I hate going, I I could, I could be in the studio like all day long and just talk about hair and the industry and business and marketing. I mean, I, I just, I, I love it. I love every minute of it, but for a Monday morning, it definitely gets you going. I know. Sure. I know. <laughs> That's a tough one. Ask me for my famous last words. Geez. I don't know. I think in general, as far as just, you know, being a, being a stylist and, and especially with social media and that kind of thing is, Try not to get in your own head about what your what your goals are and what you're accomplishing. Like, don't like get so wrapped up in all this self doubt and stuff. And just read read a book. Read that you are a badass book because that. If I can give any famous last words, read that book because read that has totally changed me. That is my secret 2.0. My my whole mindset's changing. And just you know, give yourself some credit because you've come already a long way. I don't care if you're in school already. You've taken the steps to you know, go down this path and this journey in the industry. And if you've been doing it for 50 years, freaking you've been doing it for 50 years. So congratulate yourself. So one way or the other, just don't be so hard on yourself. Everything will happen in due time. I know that sounds so cliche, but, you know, just be easy on yourself. That's yeah. that's the, the biggest thing I could say is just go easy on yourself because you've already come a long way in yeah. the business. That's right. That's right. Oh, well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining me. This week on the Beauty Thank Boss you. Show. I mean, I couldn't ha- I, I couldn't ask for a better way to launch the year for 2019. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for having me. This was a blast. Oh, good. Awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it because I'm sure I, I sure did. And I'm sure the listeners did as well. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in for the brand new Beauty Boss for 2019. Again, like I said, coming up the next few weeks, we have amazing artists that will be joining us next week get ready to get planked because jen plank will be on the beauty boss show next week so make sure to set your timers set your reminders whatever you have to do to have a boss kind of year because this is how we're going to do it so until then have a boss kind of monday